On this week's episode of the podcast, we are barreling into the holiday season, and I'm telling Drew a story about how sometimes, in order to look forward, you must first look back. Is this a Doctor Strange origin story? No, because I hate Marvel movies, and I agree with Martin Scorsese on all of that stuff. <laughs> Find some boys and crack a cold one. This is Deadball Brothers. Welcome to Deadball Brothers, a weekly podcast about soccer and history with a healthy dose of stupidity, and this week, a cream ale. This episode is brought to you by Genesee Cream Ale, the lemon strawberry flavor. Proudly brewed in Rochester, New York. Where we are currently only an hour away from. (laughs) Currently in the greater Rochester area, kind of. Drew and I are both currently home for the holidays, although Drew is going to subsequently leave me tomorrow. Yes, yes, I am going to be doing that. But, but we're, we're together we're, right now. We're back in our childhood home, which is weird. Kind of our second childhood home. This is the first ever podcast recorded outside of Virginia. It is. And, and it's uh, in the Snavely household. The Snavely household in the great county of Steuben. In the town of Bath. In the town of Bath, El, New York. El Town de Bath. <laughs> I'm everybody's least favorite athletic writer, Adam Whitaker Snavely, joined as always by my real-life brother, Drew Snavely, and the fight over who gets to be referred to as United continues for yet another week since the war rages on. United, Manchester United, and Sheffield United drew 3-3 in a thrilling match this week. Uh, it was kind of like, ah, oh, Manchester United are terrible. Wow, they're really terrible. Whoa, they're super, super good. Never mind. Very bad again. I'm happy that we scored three goals against Sheffield because they do have a good defense. True. And <laughs> Shouts out John Lundstrom. Shouts out to the demigod John Lundstrom, the FPL demigod. Number one on our FPL yeah. teams and our hearts. Yeah, I have a couple buddies on the fantasy podcast called fantasy soccer fc podcast mm-hmm. and they always refer to john ludstrom as a demigod the demigod the demigod he's yeah. the demigod <laughs> <laughs> it's canon yeah it is <laughs> but yeah um we it, was, it wasn't a great showing by any means but no. we got a result at a place that's kind of hard to get a result at if it makes you feel season. any better dortmund tied with paderborn i don't what is that uh, a team that collected, I believe, their fifth point of the season so far against Dortmund. Wow, that is embarrassing. It is very bad. That That is not good. It is, it's, again, very bad. Especially when the Bundesliga title is up for grabs. But, yeah. Mm-hmm. But, you know. It's, uh, it's very, very unfortunate. Yeah, it is very unfortunate. But we're not here to talk about my sorrows or even Drew's sorrows today is because nobody is bringing those those two teams up in this story. Uh, but we are bringing up the current European season, or at least I am bringing them up because Drew, I'm bringing forward a story of one of the one of the most storied and, and historic rivalries of all time. Oh, really? One that at the time of this recording this podcast, which is Tuesday night, yes, we are about one week away from this game occurring. We are. 
Do you know uh, what game I'm referring to, my dear man. boy? Do you think I should be able to guess? You should be able to guess. Well, I know that it's Manchester... two teams you definitely know. I know. <laughs> I know that Manchester United isn't playing Liverpool next week. Correct. And I'm guessing that it's it's not in the Premier League. It is in the Premier League. Is it Liverpool and Everton? The Merseyside Derby. The Merseyside Derby. Woo! Mercy, Merseyside. Uh, I don't. I can't do a, a Liverpool. Wow! Anymore. Look at me go. My old Scousers. Yeah. I was, wow. Yes. All December fourth. Right. This is. Uh, yeah. This is going to be the last podcast before a very historic rivalry takes place: Liverpool versus Everton, the Merseyside Derby. Um, Derby. Derb, Darb, Derb, Darb. I think it's whatever you want it to be. Derby McDarb Darb. Um, it doesn't necessarily feel particularly, particularly, uh, sorry, I sound like Papa John. <laughs> oh, I've had over 40 beats in the last 30 days. <laughs> Third day of reckoning is coming. <laughs> like, I think your cholesterol's, your day of reckoning is coming too, buddy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it doesn't feel particularly intense this year because Liverpool are so good and Everton are so not good. You know, uh, there's a lot of rumors saying that David Moyes is going to be the next Everton manager once Everton sacks Marco Silva because... Oh, he's Marco Silva's gone. Oh, he he was already sacked? He, he It said he resigned, I think. I guess I didn't see it officially... I'm I'm pretty sure I saw it officially because I've seen a ton of stuff like saying, "Oh, this is who the next Everton boss is going to be." Oh, because I mean, obviously he was not long for this world, kind of. Yeah, um, yeah. I'm pretty sure that I saw him actually officially. Oh, well, I guess it. He hasn't. I don't know. Oh, he is. He has. He, he has not. See. Nope. Look at that. Everton confirms Silver in charge until Leicester. Oh, they're gonna get crushed. By Silver. Leicester. Yeah, <laughs> I, I said it like I said it like a real. Oh Brit. yeah, yeah. Marco you did. Silver. <laughs> they always oh, they always man. put the R at the end of A yeah, sounds. Yeah, it's really yeah, weird. yeah. Um. So I guess he's not. I guess he still is currently the coach, which is unfortunate for all you toffees out there. Sorry about that, my friends. Well, I mean, yeah. It's it's not a good stretch for for Everton but it's not going to get any better because mm-hmm. they're facing Liverpool mm-hmm. and in like the next four matches they're playing Leicester, uh-huh. United, yeah. Arsenal, maybe Chelsea. Yeah, it's like, going to be it, bad. Yeah, it's not good. So Everton have just been garbo this year. It is a small miracle that Marco Silva still has a job after all the money they spent in the transfer window. <laughs> and they're oh like gosh. in like 15th or 16th place now, something well, like that. They've spent a ton of money the last couple windows. They spent over a hundred million pounds. It started with um, Ronald Koeman because he 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 brought in all those players, and everybody's like, "Oh man, this is Ever- Everton's year. They're going to finish top four. And then he was gone by October, November, around the same time. <laughs> but he didn't he didn't start as Everton coach last year. Marcus Silva. No, he, yeah, the year yeah, 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 yeah. Um, however. You know, even though that Everton is is pretty garbo. Um, a saving grace that they have is that the middle of the table is still super packed. Um, like, very, very tight. Don't it's, I know it. It's no longer this way, but before this last weekend's games, um, 15th place and 5th place were separated by 3 points. Yeah, it's ridiculous. It was wild. 
However, Liverpool and Everton is almost always a tight, intense game. And a lot of that comes down to their deeply entwined history. In fact, there almost was no Merseyside Derby in the way that we know it. Because Everton and Liverpool were very nearly just one club. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me. I know that there's a lot of weird history uh, over in Liverpool because I know there's weird Just stuff with, with with stadiums. <laughs> yep, like the stadium that Everton currently plays in Liverpool used to play in. I think is how it is. Continue with the fan theories. No, no, keep keep going. No, it's not a fan theory. It's just, it's it's it not is. correct. It's not correct. It's no. not correct. No, I'm going to set the record straight later on. So so Everton used to play in Anfield. Mm-hmm. That's what it is. Okay. That is one of the one of the places that I'm going. Okay. Cool. Um, so that's yeah. all that I really know. <laughs> I, I, I thought I thought it'd be fun just because the game is coming up soon um, to go into because because everybody knows if you if you pay even just kind of like a cursory attention to the Premier League, you have at least heard of the Merseyside Derby. You have at least some passing knowledge that Liverpool and Everton are a deeply like entrenched Liverpool rivalry. Their stadiums are super close together. Not quite as in close together as, for example, Rossing and Independiente. Yeah. <laughs> which, yeah. Which, which is literally like you could throw rocks from one to the other. But really, really close. Uh, Anfield and, and uh, Goodison Park. Uh-huh. Um, and so I wanted to delve into the history a little bit more specifically. So apologies if you already know all this, but maybe if you do already know all this, you will still already enjoy the banter, and uh, maybe you'll learn just a little a little new tidbit. I got plenty of juicy tidbits. We'll try to make it as spicy as possible. Well, yeah, <laughs> guaranteed spicy, my dude. <laughs> so, anywho, let's start the story. <laughs> okay, <laughs> Everton Football Club was actually founded. By a church called Saint Domingo Methodist New Connection Chapel. That's uh, that really rolls off the yeah, tongue. Yeah, really, it just dances kind of. It's a little waltz on the uh, the old tip of the tongue there. In 1878. Well, that's not surprising because everybody knows that soccer is the Lord's sport. Yes. So it was blessed and highly favored. Yes. It was an amateur team that played sports year round. Soccer being played in the late and early months of the year, while summer was usually the time that people from the church played cricket. The amateur side, though, the that played for St. Domingo, soon proved to be popular. And after a year or so, they renamed the team from St. Domingo Football Club to Everton Football Club. Uh, the church being located in Everton. So is, is Everton... Is Everton a city? Everton is more like a neighborhood district. That's what I, that's yeah. what I thought. Because I always thought that Everton was in the city of... Liverpool. Yes. The greater Liverpool it's, area. It's all a part of, yeah, it's, it's kind of all a part of Liverpool. Okay. Um, yes, you're correct. Okay. Uh, so, they originally played in a place called Stanley Park, where across the street existed a sweet shop called Ye Ancient Everton Toffee House. Nice. That is completely, it even spells ancient with an E at the end of it. So that's why the Toffees. Which fans of the club would often frequent, giving rise to the club's nickname, the Toffees. There is also another Toffee shop when Everton eventually moved, I believe called, 
it was like Mother Noblitz or Madame Noblitz or something like that. That also was like a big like Everton fan haunt. So there was a couple toffee shops that gave rise to the toffee nickname. That's cool. Um, but ye ancient Everton toffee house is actually is just like, kind of badass. <laughs> After only a few years of play, the club needed to find a new home because of actually noise ordinances. <laughs> Oh no. They had begun to draw big enough crowds around Stanley Park, and their fans were so rowdy that the neighborhood expelled the team. A city ruling ordered the team to play at an enclosed stadium, something which there was not an overabundance of in the late 1800s. I'd imagine so. Shocker. Yeah. As it turns out, the powers that be at Everton Football Club held a meeting, and that meeting was held at Sandin Hotel in Anfield, which was owned by the president of the club. One, John Holding. John Holding? John Holding. Okay. J-O-H-N-H-O-U-L-D-I-N-G. I feel very confident that Holding is the correct pronunciation there, but in case I'm spelling it like, in case I'm saying it wrong, it could, I guess it could be Holding. I'm pretty okay. sure it's Holding. You know, Drew was very, very sure that Gillingham was pronounced Gillingham when he was actually completely incorrect. He was, it's pronounced Gillingham. All right. Gillingham. When and the Jills. How are, yeah, how are they the Jills? Like that... <laughs> Hey, I'm so I'm yeah. I want to apologize. Obviously, apologize for, to all the Jills out there and Gillingham pronouncing your your team and your city wrong the entire last episode. At least that was like kind of a, a cursory note. Yes, yes, but this still doesn't feel good. Doesn't feel good. On the other hand, I think it upholds my point that it's still a dumb nickname. Just spell your name your your city name with a J, and then problem solved. That's all I have to say. That's what I'd say. Yeah, it's not like you got here first or anything. No. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, Holding is, without a doubt, the most important figure at the genesis of top flight soccer in Liverpool. He was born in 1833, and he was a Liverpool man through and through. He went to school there. He created a very successful brewery there. Nice. A brewery. And used that position to become a self-made businessman and politician in Liverpool. The result of the meeting at the Sandin Hotel was ultimately a temporary solution, renting a field near Priory Road that they were also kicked out of. After the second setback, Holding decided the club needed its own home. So Holding got together with another Liverpool brewer, John Oral, who owned land off of Anfield Road. Can I just inter- intersect here and... And say that's a pretty rough name. Pretty rough last name. (laughs) O-R-R-E-L-L. Oh, man. Poor guy. If if, if he was going to high school in today's climate, uh, I don't know if he'd make it out. It would be tough. Either that or you become a legend. Yeah. True. Very true. You could could become a legend. There's, There's two pathways there. Yeah. A new pitch was made. Holding paid a small rent to Oral and subsequently owned... The stadium that was being built on it, the pitch and the stands and stuff that built was built there. And away they went. Everton saw rapid growth in their first two decades of existence. They were a founding member of the Football League in 1888 and in 1891 managed to win a first division title. They failed to defend this in 1892, however. And 1892 was when more than a few issues came to a head for Everton. Issue number one... The club was paying a fee to John Holding every year, which he had began charging when the club moved to Anfield based on him securing the land rights and building a stadium. 
he had increased the fee that the club was paying him, and people didn't like the idea that the board president was making money off of the club. So he's the president of the club, but he's also charging the club to be there playing in a stadium. Yeah, that is that's a conflict of interest, I would say. Uh, certainly. <laughs> Issue number two. Holding was also financially benefiting from his products being sold on the club's ground because he was a brewer, if you remember. Oh, yeah. His sparkling ales had exclusive beverage rights in the stadium, so he was making a lot of money off the club that way as well. Man, good for him. Uh, again, possibly a conflict of interest. Yeah, definitely, Who but knows? gotta respect it. N- issue number three. The players for the first several years of their time at Anfield got dressed for games at Sandin Pub across the road from the pitch. This made Everton board members angry because, once again, the pub was owned by Holding, and any drinks the players were buying was, again, making him money. And they were also suspicious of the players' failure to defend their 1890-1891 title being partially due to them drinking before games. I was going to say, they were, they were buying <laughs> beer before games. This was, I mean, this was the time where people were, like, coming off the field and smoking a cigarette, dude. Like, these people didn't care. This was not the space age athlete era. This was a time when a bunch of random dudes that were very, I mean, they were good. They were probably good for their time and yeah. for who was around him. Yeah. But they would get absolutely clocked by anybody that was playing the game today because, because they didn't care. Yeah. They're like, their primes were like 22, 23 because they just hadn't done enough damage to their bodies yet. Yeah. And sports medicine and dieting, that was not a thing. Yeah. That was not a thing at all. Yeah. That is crazy. We're in an era where people don't even know that like smoking a cigarette causes cancer. Yeah, that is. <laughs> smoking was healthy back then. Yeah, uh, it really it helped the help the blood circulation or something. And now we're living in an era where uh, you have guys like Tom Brady, who's like eighty six and still winning Super Bowls, and guys like LeBron James, who yeah, Tom might... Brady in his copper underwear. And... <laughs> LeBron James might uh, be the best player. When he's the age 56. I don't know. A hot take. It's a hot take. Hot. No, I have a hot take. Oh, you have a hot take. LeBron James is better than Michael Jordan. That's not a hot take. People it's still see it as a hot take. It's facts, dude. Somebody on Twitter, somebody on Twitter at one point was like, uh, well, LeBron James might be better at scoring, passing, defense, and pretty much everything uh, on a basketball court. But unfortunately, we'll just never know. Who the best basketball player of all time is. <laughs> uh, oh true. So, the board and the club members had some issues with the president, Mr. Holding, because he was making money every conceivable way yeah. off of Everton. And uh, not many other people were. He was frankly. killing it. Yeah. He was killing the game. The issues within the club came to a head, and board members called it an emergency meeting. The topic was removing Holding as president of Everton Football Club. This motion was led by George... George. Name... Mahan? Mahan? Mahan. M-A-H-O-N. First name, George. Last name? Mon. Man. Mahan. I don't know how to pronounce that name. I couldn't find a, a, a pronunciation guide. That's fine. Um, now, my dude George here clashed with holding on ideas regarding how the club should be run and also in political elections because the two ran for office for separate parties. Oh. Holding uh, ran for uh, office and actually I believe at one point was a mayor of Liverpool. Oh, good for him. Um, but he was 
uh, he ran with the conservative party and uh, George was a, uh, a liberal party member. So mm-hmm. they they actually they would like see each other at Everton stuff and then they would go like run against each other for political office. Weird. Um, during the emergency meeting, it became clear that the wish for Holding to be removed was not a unanimous one, as Holding had several defenders still within the club. He had friends. Makes sense. However, it was clear that the majority of the board and members of the club wanted Holding out, and furthermore, they wished to move the club from the Anfield playing ground. So that they would be in no way beholden to holding. Ha ha ha. So stupid. <laughs> Crushed it. Did you write ha ha ha? No, I, uh, <laughs> I ad-lib that. Okay, well, that the went, ad-lib looked like it was written. <laughs> ha ha ha. Uh, that one came straight from the dome and uh, this uh, cream ale. Sweet, sweet Genesee sweet, cream sweet ale. lemon strawberry cream ale. <laughs> now... Holding would still own the ground regardless of his position on the board, so they kind of wanted to get as far away from him as possible. Makes sense. The motion passed, and Holding was out. He did take several detractors with him, as around 20 of his supporters left the club with him. Holding and company were left without a club, as Everton vacated the premises. Uh, Later on, Everton would claim that they left because they assumed Holding would be forcing them out. Um... While Holding, in his version of the events, uh, said that the club lacked confidence in his vision for how the club should be run. Mm. Uh, So, slight difference of stories there. Yeah. Everton moved to nearby uh, Mare Green Field, uh, which was convenient due to its close proximity. The field was located where Goodison Park now stands. Oh, cool. So, this was 1892. They're They're already in the spot where Goodison Park is now. Yeah. Holding had a pitch and a few supporters, but he had no club for about five seconds. I was going to say, this this Holding guy seems like the type of guy who's like, well, good riddance. I'm going to go make a better club because I don't need you guys. Holding was determined to keep a club at Anfield. He tried to start a new club called Everton Football Club and Athletic Grounds Company Limited. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Uh, the Football League and FA rejected the name because it sounded just about the same as the already existing Everton Football Club. I guess you could say he tried to make it Everton Football Club and Athletic or something like that. He it didn't work. He should have done like Everton United. It didn't It didn't work. Regardless, he didn't. Oh, it's kind of the opposite of a United. Everton, Everton Divided. <laughs> Everton Divided. <laughs> I, wish, I wish there was a team that was oh, blank man. divided FC. If, if that only, would be hilarious. If only Liverpool was Everton Divided. That would be so In good. current day. Oh, that would be so good. That would be great. Yeah, that was pretty much plagiarism. So, Holding and his supporters came up with their second choice for the name of their club. And thus, Liverpool Football Club was born. Hello, all you lovely listeners who I've always said have the nicest ears. Clearly. That listens so well. Shapely. We have made it to the housekeeping section of the podcast. What time is it? It's time for that unnamed middle section, baby. (laughs) (laughs) We start talking in weird tones of voices and you guys listen for some reason. Oh, yes, we do. And we have an update in our WTFPL league, which is the Fantasy Premier League league. WTFPL. That is currently... 
going at it, trying to win that $25 gift card to, what's that place? Away Days Football. Away Days Football, where you can get a surprise mystery kit for the price of $25. Drew, the competition is raging. It is, and we've had a big mix-up in the top of the table since we've last updated. Um, Noah Baker's Dunkin' Donuts has led the majority of the season, but he's fallen all the way to fourth place. Noah, we hardly knew you. Joey Antone's Barca Blue Jays are in first. Shouts out at USA Prospects on Twitter. At USA Prospects on Twitter. Um, with EJ Governator in second place. That's a heck of a last name. But that's is, his real last name. But but it is tight. The the top of the table is, is very close. I I fell back to to sixth place. I was fifth last week, but uh, Jordan Morris moved up into fifth. I would just displace me. I would just like to point out that uh, Regino Jorginho is on a fearless climb currently. We are out of the 30s into the 20s, my friend. Up the Jorginho Reginos. Up the Jorginhos. The Jorginhos. Regina Jorginhos. That's that's kind of a mouthful. A little tongue twister. Yeah, it definitely is. I would also like to just give a brief shout out to a name that we haven't seen before. We don't know if somebody changed their name or if somebody joined the league late, but regardless, it's a great name. Uh, Ron Beal with Stranger Mings. Tyrone Mings. That's a good pun. He's killing at Aston Villa. Wish he had more of a chance at Bournemouth. Seems like he probably should have now at this point. But Do you notice know. how he has like the same hair as Nathan Ake? <laughs> yeah, I mean they both have dreads. But like it's but it's like a specific like it's kind of like a bowl cut dread thing that they have going on. I don't I don't know. I think I think uh Mings is it's tighter. It's more like more just like top of the head dreads. Mm. Where Ake, it's it's more down. Yeah, like he has dreads coming off like the sides and the back of his Fair. head. Where Mings is just kind of like the top. It's Fair. like the top dreads. But yeah, no, I, I definitely get what you're saying. Regardless, WTFPL rages on as we barrel into the mid season. It's not too late to join. It is not too late if to join. you have been playing. Uh, the Fantasy Premier League League or Fantasy Premier League in general, you can still join uh, our league. Just let us know if you need the access code. Yeah, if, yeah, the access code is now somewhere buried deep on the internet. Um, we can find it again easily. But you just have to DM us, basically. basically. <laughs> yeah, or or even not DM us. Just add us on Twitter, and, and we can sort that out for you real quick. If you haven't been playing Fantasy Premier League, you're probably not going to win. Probably not. Because... The guys are at 700 points now. Probably definitely not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, Adam, you have some, um, we have a little tease news, I guess. Yeah, a little, no, I a mean, little update with the podcast. I, I guess so. Uh, Drew and I have been, um, Drew and I have been talking to some people um, about a potential, potential partnerships with a podcast. Um, so... I, I can't say too much right now, um, but possibly this middle section of the podcast will fulfill a purpose in the, in the nearish future. Um, some some changes that that might occur, not changes to the uh, the the intellectual property and the like, kind of like the creation of the podcast, the meat. The, the filet mignon. The, yeah, the medium rare steak of the podcast, or if you are a vegetarian, the fried artichoke hearts. Or if you're a, a pescatarian, the, the fish filet. The smoked salmon of the podcast is yes. going to remain the same. 
the content's still going to be us, still going to be the same content. It's just going to be a couple of changes, possibly, and what we're saying in this middle section, possibly the addition of some extra midweek episodes. I was going to say, if anything, it would just be more content. Yeah, basically. Um, more content. Um, so yeah, we, we are, we're currently in, in discussion with some stuff and we will see, uh, hopefully, uh, very, very soon, uh, what we do with that. And that's, that's basically all we can say right now, but we're really, really pumped on that. We're pumped on where the podcast is going and, uh, we just want to thank you guys for listening. We, we wouldn't be here without you guys. Hard, hard agree with what Drew just said. We would not be here at all with what, without you guys listening to us, uh, giving us reviews. Um, it is a, a privilege and an honor to give this good information and bad pronunciations to you on a weekly basis. Agree so hard, dude. Dude, agree so hard. <laughs> just, as so- always, as always, we're probably going to say this thing at the end of the podcast too, but uh, you can follow us on all social medias at DeadballPod. You can email us deadballpod at gmail.com with any questions, comments, concerns, anything at all that you might want from us. And... Uh, we've got merch. We'll probably put the link to the merch into the into the description again, like we did on the last podcast. Thank you, Drew. Yeah, I could probably go back and add that to to all, all of them, them. Probably to all of them. I just I've been lazy <laughs> I just, because I just, I just uh, haven't done that yet. If you guys haven't picked it up since we've started this podcast, I'm just naturally a lazy person, and it's something that I'm trying to work towards being better at every day. Because <laughs> we're all about the growth here at Deadball Bros. Growth. We uh, we want to be better people today than we were yesterday. Absolutely. So I'm gonna go through and add all those all the all the links to mm-hmm. the, to the merch, and you'll be able to see all the t-shirts and long sleeve shirts and hoodies, all the different options that we have. Um, we have something for for everybody. I know something for the whole fam. Yeah, we have the the new the newest shirt, the, the scatterbrain, newest, yeah. the scatterbrain with the little Japanese. On the front. Which means to apologize to because apologize. we do that almost every single week. Like we already have like four times this episode. Mm-hmm. So yeah, there's there's something for everybody there. There and is something for everybody. It is the holiday season, so it might be... We might throw out a little deal. Ooh, a little be cool. deal to the people. That's a, that's a great idea. A little actually. promo code. Keep, keep tuned for that. For now, I think we've talked enough in this section. Yes, definitely. Can we get back to the story? Let's get back to the story. All right. So Drew, talking about Liverpool and Everton and our dude John Holding, who was possibly making a little bit too much cash off of Everton FC, causing them to bounce, voting him out of the club and leaving the field entirely to him. Well, he definitely seems like this slimy type of guy, which doesn't surprise me for the man who founded Liverpool FC. I would say that some people would say slimy guy, and other people would say good businessman. Well, I think that's exactly the point mm-hmm. of capitalism. <laughs> <laughs> to be a good businessman, you have to be slimy, and that's messed up. Uh, yeah, uh, which is to say that we are devout communists. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> Are they still like the players have nothing to lose but their chains, Drew? Oh my gosh! Anyhow, probably not wrong, but <laughs> <laughs> exactly <laughs> smart. So, 
John Holding tried to set up Liverpool Football Club. However, Liverpool were still denied entry to the Football League at first. <laughs> they entered the Lancashire League, uh, a lesser league, while Everton played in the first division. And a third Liverpool club, Boodle FC. Boodle? B-O-O-T-L-E. Boodle. Buttle, Boodle. I, yeah. That's kind of a lazy name. So, yeah, it was, it was, I tried to look up this club and there's so little information on it. Um, it's another Liverpool club and they existed, um, before Liverpool and I can't remember if Everton or Boodle came first, but for a while Everton and Boodle was the big, the big rivalry because oh, wow. it was the two, there was the two teams in Liverpool um, and then they went away for a long time, and they kind of got brought back, and they're a very like low, like basically like a semi-pro team now. Yeah. Um, there are a few other clubs in Liverpool. Most of them are like semi-pro slash super low league um, teams. Yeah, but uh, Boodle FC. That's so funny. They played in the second division. The clear and obvious connections to Everton were also hilariously apparent. <laughs> Um, Liverpool FC wore blue and white for their first few years of existence. Nice. <laughs> Until 1896. <laughs> Players and officials got dressed in the Sandon pub, just as Everton had done for the previous couple of years. John Holding even got William Barclay to be Liverpool's very first manager. William Barclay's only other pro managing experience being the first official manager of Everton Football Club in 1888. Oh <laughs> Is this like Barclay, like related to? I don't think so. Okay. Um. Yeah. No. He's. I tried to see. I was. I thought that too. I was like, like the bank. Like that's. I mean, who? who how many people have the last name Barclay? I mean, you know? I, now that I'm thinking about it, probably a lot of people. Um. I mean, maybe if it's a super common name in England, I don't know. I'm sure it's not that important. It just would be a funny connection, you know. Anywho, I don't think he's connected to the bank. Yeah, that's that's fine. That's uh, totally fine. It would be it would be a super cool connection if he was though. <laughs> yeah, I will give you that. It would be very very neat. Um, it appeared for all the world that Holding was trying his hardest to make Liverpool Football Club a copy of what he already knew to be popular and successful in Everton Football Club. Sleazy man. You you playing in blue and white. <laughs> You're doing everything that you know. You're gonna you dress in my pub. You're gonna dress in my pub. You're going to play for the same manager that, you did, that Everton played for. You're going to drink some pints. <laughs> You're going to pay me some money. You're going to pay me money for the right to play for this team. <laughs> oh, my gosh. The team, however, did not play in the Football League where Everton played and therefore didn't immediately have any guaranteed path to playing Everton. That would change in a few months, however, as the Liverpool Senior Cup final was set. Liverpool versus Everton, 1893, the first Merseyside Derby. Whoa. Now, the Liverpool Senior Club is, from what I can tell, still competed in to this day. Um, it's a lot of very low league clubs, and Liverpool and Everton participate a lot of the time. But what they do is usually send like academy teams to to play in. Uh, that makes sense. So it's kind of it, it's definitely like more 
on the scale of like an amateur tournament a lot of the time. That's got to be such a humiliating experience for like the 40-year-olds that are getting smoked by 13-year-olds. Well, uh, a lot of the time the Liverpool and Everton don't win. Oh, really? Yeah. I guess that's not surprising because it's probably like a U16 team going up against full-grown men. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, But I'm sure they still get results some years. The current champion of the Liverpool Senior Cup is Southport FC. Oh, good for them. Good for them. Club based in Southport, Merseyside. How how many first-team players do you think would be necessary to win that? Do you think if, if Liverpool just took like... I don't know, Virgil and Firmino. And do you, do you think they could carry the team to, to a title? I think they did uh, Virgil. And like Fabinho or Wijnaldum. Yeah. I think if you, if you took a center back, a, a midfielder. And like Sadio Mane. Oh yeah, Sadio Mane would <laughs> yeah. freaking crush. Yeah, he would. I would totally cream take, people. Oh yeah, I would take Sadio Mane. You, you gotta take Mane. I'd take Mane, one hundred percent. Fun fact about Southport Football Club: Now that we're here, their nickname is the Sand Grounders. Hey, somebody's got to grind that sound. They, then they're doing it. <laughs> so yeah, so so the Liverpool Senior Cup is still competed in. Um, Liverpool and Everton don't just win it every year because they usually, if they compete, they send reserve side slash academy teams to compete in it. Yes. Um, but the first game between Liverpool and FC, Liverpool FC and Everton Football Club was the final of the Liverpool Senior Cup in 1893. And it was a pretty big deal. It was played on technically neutral ground in Boodle FC's home ground. Oh, Boodle. Boodle. <laughs> Before 10,000 spectators. Wow. It's a pretty good crowd. It's a good crowd. I mean, it's not huge. 1800s. 1800s. Pretty good crap. Yeah. It was something of a David versus Goliath match, um, as people expected the much more established Everton team to throttle Liverpool. I mean, they're playing in the first division. Yeah. Liverpool was playing in the Lancashire League, which is like not prestigious, or at least not nearly as prestigious as what the Football League was going to become. Yeah. The game, predictably turned into a much more difficult slog than that. It was not simply a one team pace the other team. Liverpool would take the lead thanks to a goal from Scotsman Thomas Wiley, who had joined Liverpool for the 1892-93 season after playing the previous two seasons With for Everton. Everton. Yeah, I saw where that was you going. saw where that was going yeah. right, off, right off the bat. Oh, man. <clears throat> now, the referee for the match one William John Herbert Arthur, who is commonly known as Herbie. Herbie. Herbie Arthur. Herbie fully loaded. He... <laughs> okay. Okay. He was actually a professional player still at the time for Blackburn Rovers. Um, and he had a time of it at the end of the game. Uh, because towards the end of the game, a Liverpool defender allegedly made a clearance out of his box using his fist as opposed to his head or his foot. Gotta love that hand of God. Obviously something you are not allowed to do. Incensed, Everton players swarmed Herbie Arthur, who consulted with his linesman. He decided to award a drop kick. I'm going to guess that Herbie was also dressing at the pub with the rest. 
of the Liverpool players. I mean, well, it wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't at Anfield. It was, it wasn't. So they weren't at Sand and Pub. Yeah, probably. but it's like I don't know, same city. That's all Liverpool, right? Yeah, it's all <laughs> Liverpool. <laughs> um, the ball was subsequently cleared. Shocker! Whoa, but didn't the, see the, that the one coming. The drop kick didn't go in. Yeah, and the game ended. Now Everton. Ooh, excuse me. This episode brought to you by Genesee Cream Ale. <laughs> Everton contested the result of the match, citing referee incompetence. Strong words. As they should. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> and in the chaos surrounding the final whistle, Liverpool were never actually even awarded the trophy. Why? Because everybody was like swarming and everybody was pissed and like trying to get into a fight. And so they didn't award Liverpool the trophy. Jeez. Um Eventually, Everton's case would be dismissed, and Liverpool would be officially awarded the Liverpool Senior Cup. Wow. So, the first, technically the first Merseyside Derby, Derby, Derb Darb, went to Liverpool. And Liverpool was the weaker side. They were. They were. By, by far. They were considered the weaker side. They were a team that was filled with a bunch of Scottish players. That was just a note that, that came up. That huh. John Holding went and got a bunch of Scot- Scottish players. Uh, you got you Scots have been have been uh, bottom of the barrel for too long. I'm gonna take you in. Actually, I mean they were kind of cream of the crop at that point. Rangers and Rangers was a big deal, you know. That's true. The the Scots the in early football the Scots were pretty darn good. You know, uh, Liverpool has a pretty good Scot right now. Do you know who that is? Robertson, yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah, Andy Robertson. You yeah, got it. I was yeah. say, you, you didn't sound very confident. Well, about it, you though. looked at me weird about it. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, um, Robertson. Robertson. Andrew Robertson. He's a good guy. <laughs> you should have him on your fantasy. What team. a guy! <laughs> <laughs> I have Trent Alexander Arnold. Yeah, have one of those. Guys. I have one of those too. Yeah. <laughs> um. So that was technically the first Merseyside Derby. It was not until 1894 that what many considered the first competitive Merseyside Derby took place. I saw this a bunch. I saw that there was definitely this Liverpool Senior Cup final that took place Yeah, in 1893. And then Liverpool got promoted to League One in 1894. Or to the First Division in the Football League 19, in 1894. 1894. And people were calling this league game the first competitive. Okay. Or the first official Merseyside Derby. So... Yeah. There's some discrepancy, um, especially well, especially over bragging rights for who won the first. Because in this one, Everton crushed them. They won three nothing. Well, okay, you can see it a couple different ways. Um, a cup match in today's world would be competitive, like the Carabao Cup, Carabao or Cup, the FA Cup. Yes, because it's those are all part of the football league. Which is the governing body over right over the English Football game? Association. Um, but if it's just one city that's doing a tournament for local cities, I don't. I I can see that as it being a just kind of a friendly match. Well, the irony of it is that I think that probably back then the Liverpool Senior Cup was like a bigger deal possibly than it is now. Yeah. Oh yeah. Because the probably. biggest clubs were were clearly contesting it. Yeah. Hard. As opposed to now, where the biggest clubs are That's not. That's true. That's true. So, I don't know. Maybe that has something to do with it. 
Um, but but anywho, in 1894, what many considered the first competitive Merseyside derby as Liverpool and Everton squared off in league play in the first division, Everton trounced Liverpool 3-0 in front of a crowd of more than 40,000 people. Huh? A solid crowd. <laughs> a solid crowd, some might say. For the victory over Liverpool, Everton players were awarded a silk hat worth 20 shillings as a bonus. <laughs> oh, man. What's a shilling worth now? Like... Oh, probably what's, what's more. The, what's the comparison? I mean, inflation usually makes it. Yeah, I know, but like back in the day, like, what was a shilling worth? I'm guessing that's a pretty good hat. You know, it's like it is a. It's tw- probably definitely good hats. Silk hat. It's made of silk, man. Wow. That sits on your head so comfy, just slides right on. Where do, where are silk trees? Usually, I mean, you had this whole Silk Road, which was the the road from Asia to okay. Europe. The the okay. common. Trade routes. Yeah, they def- so they're not growing. Silks are imported. They're not growing silk in, they're, in England. They're certainly not growing de- silk. Definitely in England. not. 100% no. not. I definitely knew that. Uh, that's not what I was asking. If anybody was questioning my smartness, I don't know. Also, I don't know, silk doesn't grow on trees. It's a, it's like a plant. It's, it's, a, a, it's a natural resource. It's, um, I think it comes from animals. Really? I think it comes from insects. That's weird. I just kind of thought. Are you are you literally? I'm Wikipediaing it. Where does where does silk come from? Silk is a natural protein fiber. Some forms of which can be woven into textiles. The protein fiber of silk is supposed mainly a fibroin, and produced by certain insect larvae to form cocoons. That's what it's because silkworms. Oh yeah, I guess that makes sense. Well, there's a Jeopardy answer for you guys out there. You're welcome. Silk, not grown on trees. Not grown on trees. But they still aren't growing silk trees in England. Yes, no, definitely not. They aren't growing the silkworms there either. (laughs) No, they don't grow silkworms. So them fancy silk hats, a big friggin' deal. Yeah, that's huge. That's really cool. So, through the years, the balance of competitive power has shifted back and forth between Liverpool and Everton, obviously. Yeah. Although, historically, Liverpool has been the more successful club. Um, pretty resoundingly the more successful club. Yeah. Um, there has never been a season of soccer since the football league was created in 1888, where at least one of Liverpool or Everton competed in the top flight. They have been in the, one of those teams has been in the top flight every single year since 1888. I mean, yeah, that that's good. I guess I feel like that's pretty crazy. You could take. That's no, a, that's a could, history. Could, I'm sure you could do a combination of a lot of different teams. Be like, oh yeah, <clears throat> these two teams were have one of these two teams had been in the top flight since I mean, the you'd 1800s. Ha- you'd have to look at the original, the like the football league founders. Yeah, that's definitely something that I don't want to do. So I mean, I mean, depending, I guess you could do that if if all those teams are still in. I know that several are not. <laughs> yes. So. Yes. Looking at you, Leeds. Look at <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> Spicy. Yeah. Um, the Merseyside Derby, while it has grown contentious and even on very rare occasions violent, is sometimes referred to as the Friendly Derby. Why? Fans of either club often sat together. The away fans, not all completely segregated from each other, although those rules have been much more firmly enforced the last few years. In the um, the 1984 League Cup final, Liverpool and Everton played each other, and 
the whole, like, almost the whole stands were just completely mixed fans. It was kind of like going to an NFL game. Yeah. Like, there's no, like, there wasn't a real away section. And Weird. before the game, the entire stadium was sing- was chanting Mercy Side. That's and pretty cool. I believe they also chanted, Are you watching Manchester? <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> Which is a pretty good troll. Yeah, I guess. That's, that's, a, that's a pretty decent one. Uh, sounds like a bunch of slimy people. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah? Tell us how you really feel, Drew. No, <laughs> no, no. I'm gonna, I'm gonna sip this beer. I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep it to myself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, that does not, however, prevent the competition on the field from being fierce, no matter how down on their luck either team might find themselves. Since the creation of the Premier League, Liverpool Everton has been the scene of more red cards than any other matchup in league history. Really? Yes. Wow. More red cards have been issued in a Liverpool Everton game since the formation of the Premier League than any other two teams matched up. So you, when you say Premier League, I mean since like 1990... Yeah, yeah. Since, since the creation of four? the Five? Premier League... Uh, no, no, no. 95? Before, it's like 91. 91? Since the, no, since the creation off. of the Premier League as we know it now. Yeah. yeah. Not just like Makes the sense. top flight. The actual Premier League. Since yes. that term came into yeah, existence. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, they have the most... They have more red cards than anyone else. And maybe, in about one week's time, we'll see some more. Hopefully. It was 92. The Premier League was created in 92. I was one. I was actually probably less than one at that point in time. I said 94, 95. So, you were, I mean, you I were just all, guessing your, your, birth, your birth year. I was only a couple of years off. Um, some citations for you for, for places where I took stuff. Uh, sports Mole. Dixie Dean Hotel, which is where I got that bit about ye ancient Everton toffee. Oh, very nice. Uh, BBC, this is Anfield Liverpool FC TV. Very nice. Merseyside Derby. Merseyside Derby is... I don't think the fans are as good of friends now today as they once were. I mean, it's it's like a... I don't think it's I don't think it's friendly as in like, oh, we're we're chums, like we're, we're best friends. I think it's more of a respect thing. You made it seem like they're pretty chummy. Uh, I feel like it's more of a respect thing, you know, like a like a Manchester United and Liverpool just hate each other's guts. Yeah, like a hundred percent. Like I feel like Everton and Liverpool people can like respect each other. Like I feel like at the end of the day, I feel like they they like they don't like each other, and it's like oh like yeah, super big rivalry. But at the end of the day, like I'll still take somebody from Liverpool over somebody from somebody else, some from somewhere else, from London or Manchester or mm. something like that. I'll ask some of my Liverpool friends and I'd, see what they say. Please do. I feel like it's also different for people that live in America that are Liverpool friends. That's fans. true. Because they don't true. have that. They don't have that history backing it. That's true. They don't have family members that are fans of the other team. Hopefully they listen to this story. Hopefully so, they do. And they were enlightened because of it. I thought it was an interesting story just because I feel like everybody knows that it's like a rivalry based on proximity. And it's very close in all those things. Yeah. But I don't think people realize just how intertwined the two clubs are. Yeah. Um, same guy who is just very, very formative in starting both the clubs and getting them off the ground. Um, for a while, they looked the same. Yeah. Um, it's just interesting, interesting things to me. Yeah. No, it, it is interesting and a very inter- intertwined history of the two sides have so it's pretty cool so liverpool and everton fc coming up next week december 4th i believe um 
I'll probably cheer for Everton because I'm an agent of chaos. Uh, Drew will probably be cheering for the Meteor. Uh, or maybe just Everton because he wants to see Liverpool lose. The Meteor? The Meteor. For, for, for a Meteor to crash in the stadium and kill both teams. Oh, That's usually what, what people say when, they're, when they don't want either team to win. I don't think I've heard that before. Well, welcome to that yeah. delightful turn of phrase. Yeah, no, I definitely want Everton to win. Because I definitely dislike Liverpool more than I like Everton. Fair enough. And that's mainly just because Liverpool is really successful right now, and I hate that. Yeah. And Manchester United is terrible right now, and I hate and that. And I hate that. Yeah, Liverpool's eight points clear right now. Yeah. It's not great. Manchester City slipping. I'm sure Liverpool will find a way to mess it up. They certainly did last year. Or should I say, slip it up. <laughs> well, we just lost a few listeners. As always, my name's Adam Whitaker Snavely. And I'm Drew. Follow us everywhere at Deadball Pod, pretty much everywhere Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, deadballpod at gmail.com. If you want to email us questions, comments, suggestions, if you want to yell at us, all of that good stuff. We also have merch at our Teespring store, teespring.com slash stores slash Deadball Brothers Shop with hyphens between each of the words. It should be in the description below. And uh, I believe that's it. So uh, we love you. Uh, hope you have a good holiday week. Eat a lot of pie for us. Um, kiss your moms. Uh, give your dads firm and f- firm hugs that <laughs> convey an open heart and respect a, and, and a strong sense of, of mutual respect. Mm. Um, and if you're not American and you don't celebrate Thanksgiving, then just I, have a great week. Have a great week. Yeah, dude, dude, do it. Just, just do it. Go Bills. Always. Bills are playing the Cowboys on Thanksgiving. Go Bills, so. go Bills always. Yeah, I think that's it. I think that's it. <laughs> Cut this podcast off, Drew. We're, we're done. Cut it off. We're, we're out of here. We're out of here. Go home. <laughs>